0: In ancient times, men would set aside personal comfort and strive to live a life of dedication to a higher cause. These Nazarites would resist sin and call others into a life of holiness, and they'd let their beards grow long as they grew in virtue. So in honor of these great men, each November, a bunch of guys started getting together online and focusing on growing in virtue and growing out their beards. Well, now for the second year in a row, we are also gathering as women to get a taste of the Nazarite life. This November, we're going to focus on growing in community, growing in virtue and letting a little bit of vanity go by sacrificing one aspect of our personal grooming for the month of November. This year, we launched a podcast for the Nazarite challenge, this podcast virtue riot. My name is Jill Simons, and we are getting ready to start talking about our last cardinal virtue today with a presentation from one of the Franciscan friars of the Holy Spirit. And he's really going to start leading us into this last phase of the challenge, talking about the virtue of justice, what it means, and how we can live it out.
1: Hello, my name is Father... Ignatius Mazanowski, and I'm a founding member of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit, and it is good to be talking with you today about the virtue of justice. As I stated last time, virtue, according to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, is a habitual and firm disposition to do what is good, and it allows you to not only perform good acts, but also to give the best of yourself as you choose the good in concrete actions. Another way to say it is that virtue is an acquired disposition to act in a right, good and praiseworthy way. One interesting thing about virtue is that you can grow in virtue. You can become more consistent at living virtuously and you can get better at practicing virtue day in and day out. Traditionally, there are four cardinal virtues, prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. The word cardinal comes from the Latin word for hinge, because all the other virtues hinge on the four cardinal virtues. With that said, I would like to reflect on the cardinal virtue of justice in three different ways. First, justice, first and foremost, is something that happens inside of you. According to Dr. Peter Kreeft in his book, Back to Virtue, justice is harmony of the soul. Justice is not just an external relationship between two or more people, but it's first of all, an internal relationship with each part of the soul. It means that your body is following your soul and your appetites and desires are following your will. And your will is following reason. And if all of these things are happening internally, then we have justice. So we are just or unjust to ourselves before we are just or unjust to others. This begs the question, am I being just to myself? To say it another way, am I treating my body as a temple of the Holy Spirit? Am I taking time to feed and nourish my soul through prayer, reading, and reflection? Are my desires being governed by my will? Or am I allowing my desires to lead me where they will? Finally, is my will being led by reason and thinking rationally and rightly? If I'm honest, I would have to say that sometimes I treat my body as a temple of the Holy Spirit And sometimes I don't take care of my body as I should. Although I'm trying hard to nourish my soul through prayer, reading, and reflection, sometimes I get so caught up in other concerns that I don't meet this need in the way that I should. There are, in fact, times when my sinful desires are leading me, and I don't always think or act rationally in each and every situation, often because I'm tired or fatigued. Or because I'm pushing myself too hard. So justice, first and foremost, is harmony within your soul. Um, from here, we can talk further about the virtue of justice. So secondly, justice also means rendering to each person their rights or treating people equally and fairly. So each person that we come in contact with deserves justice because they are made in the image and likeness of God. They've been given dignity and value and worth by him. And so we should strive to treat people equally and fairly. And this is separate from whether we like them or not. They deserve justice because they are human beings created by God with dignity and worth. Practically speaking, this means that even the family member or co-worker that we struggle to get along with deserves to be treated fairly. The virtue of justice allows us to do this consistently and in all circumstances. As human beings, we have an inherent need to be treated fairly and with dignity and respect. Civility and basic kindness are built upon the virtue of justice. I challenge you to think of one person in your life who you are not treating justly or fairly. Then ask yourself, what would it look like to change my behavior? Maybe even the thought of that seems overwhelming. If so, then ask God for the strength to live justly in relationship to that person and ask Him to give you the desire to do so as well. So, justice is harmony of soul. It's also treating others fairly and equally. Additionally, or thirdly, justice can play out between two individuals, which is called commutative justice, or it can play out between a community and an individual, which is called distributive justice. This plays out ethically in different ways. For, for example, If someone commits a crime, it calls for distributive justice rather than commutative justice, which means that an impartial judge decides the case. And if the person is found guilty, the judge then applies a punishment to the criminal on behalf of the state or community, rather than the individual whom the crime was against resorting to getting even or getting revenge. A vigilante is someone who takes justice into his own hands, which normally leads to more violence. Whereas when distributive justice is in place, the violence ends and the criminal pays the penalty for the crime. Another quick example is when someone has a problem with something you've done or said, and instead of going to you directly to address it, they choose to talk to someone else about it, um, this would not be the correct way to handle it. Um, Jesus, in fact, in Matthew 18, verse 15 to 20, warned against this, and he taught that we should first go directly to the person, which is communicative justice, instead of seeking the help of others, which is distributive justice. But Jesus also wisely said that if the person does not listen, then distributive justice would be appropriate, and thus it would be just to go to the leaders of the church so they can address it. This builds upon the idea that a person first has a right to try to address the accusation against himself, and it is just to allow them to do so before it becomes public in a larger way. So in summary, Justice essentially begins with the idea of harmony within our souls, our hearts, and ourselves. Then by extension, justice is the right that every person has to be treated fairly and equally. And there are two kinds of justice. Commutative justice, which is justice taking place between two people, and distributive justice, which is justice taking place between a community and an individual. The virtue of justice is the virtue that allows us to have harmony in our souls, to consistently treat others fairly and equally, and it allows justice, which includes punishment for wrongdoing, to take place between individuals and between a community and an individual. And so let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we beg you to help us to rightly order our souls, hearts, thoughts, and desires, that we might come to the true harmony that you want for us. Help us to treat each and every person we come in contact with both those we like and those we struggle to like with fairness and equality. And when we are confronted justly by another person because of our wrong actions, help us to receive this correction with grace and dignity. Father, you are a good, just, and merciful God, and you love us consistently, even when we sin. Please increase the virtue of justice within us and help us to practice it more consistently, especially when it is challenging. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thanks to the Friars for calling us to live a life of virtue. To share your thoughts on today's reflection, head over to the Facebook group. And if you haven't visited it yet, you can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to find out more about the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit, you can head over to their website at becomefire.faith. We want to thank our sponsors for the Virtue Riot and the Nazarite Challenge, Catholic Balm Co., Pink Salt Riot, eCatholic, and the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. For more information about all of their work, please check out the show notes or visit nazaritechallenge.com. The best way to help people find out about this Nazarite Challenge and this podcast, Virtue Riot, is to share the challenge page on social media or to rate and review this show on iTunes. And if you rate and review this podcast for this month only, you'll be entered into a chance to win a year's worth of free products from Pink Salt Riot, which you want to win. Until next time, ladies, remember to step out, act up, and start a Virtue Riot.